For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned, Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. So it's a warm 37 degrees here in Fayetteville right now. It's going to get to negative two tonight. Negative two. And you said yesterday with the wind chill, it's going to feel like negative 20, negative 30. Mm-hmm. Man. Bundle up, everybody. Bundle up. I don't know Richard Davenport's bundle up. We'll talk to him coming up about this class in just a sec. Hopefully you got all your, uh, you got vent covers if you're on a crawl space or your faucets. Got those covered. I got all my faucets covered up yesterday. No covered them all up here at the station so uh keep the heat on the water dripping the next uh, in the next few days before we talk to richard I want to remind you you know a lot of people are going to be inside so what do we do when we're inside we sit around as a family and look at our phones <laughs> and, and look on the internet that's what we do anymore isn't it? hey make sure your business is ready to attract new leads new customers to sell your products and your services with a great-looking website from Modular Orange, they can write, design, launch, host, secure, and keep up-to-date your site for $95 a month. I'm certain that fits into your budget. That's less than your cell phone bill. No upfront cost, no additional fees. They take it from there. So you can focus on running your business. Hey, don't don't sit here and tell me. I know what you say. I've got a Facebook page. That's my website. No, that's not. Facebook controls that. You don't. And let Modular Orange show you a better way. $95 a month. Go to ModularOrange.com. Buy your business a new website for Christmas. Call Jordan at 479-755-3043. Or again, visit ModularOrange.com. Richard, Tommy always likes to joke that we picked the class on a recruiting service on 324-7 Sports or Rivals that has Arkansas the highest. So we're going to do the Rivals one that has Arkansas at 17 and eight in the SEC. It's their best class since 2009. What did you make of the class that Sam Pittman brought in yesterday? Well, I mean, if you look at the rankings, I think the rankings go 18 to 22. That's uh, that's 
that's the best class that uh, Sam signed so far, and that's even with uh, three kids uh, changing their minds and signing uh, elsewhere, and one uh, kind of in limbo. But uh, that, but uh, Shamar Easter still counts towards that class. So, but I, I think that uh, you, you you have to be pretty pleased. I think it's a well balanced uh, class. I mean, it, the only one, only the only position that you're a little shy on is is the uh, is the receiver position, and I think the, they're going to take care of that probably in the portal. But uh, and then with the tight end, if uh, Shamar Easter signs in february you got two of the best tight ends in the country so uh i thought the the offensive line uh three offensive linemen are solid uh defensive line i think uh, especially with uh john morgan uh coming on board yesterday uh that's uh i think i think it's very promising for the future obviously the uh, the high school guys will probably have to be in the uh bake in the oven a little bit and and then play in in a year or two but uh, it, their upside and, and their potential is uh, very, very impressive. And then I think the, the DB class is very impressive. Uh, Jalen Braxton, I think he could possibly play as a freshman. And then you got your quarterback, you got your running back, and the running back, Isaiah, Isaiah Augustave, uh, he's a guy that uh, Arkansas got on, and he was kind of quiet. He committed to Arkansas back in uh, June, he was a consensus three star. And then uh, two two uh, two recruiting uh, services rate him as a four star. Now his stock really went up uh, from June to up to now. And Arkansas thinks they had, they actually got a, a just uh, a, a, not, I, I wouldn't even say a steal, but they 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 got a star in the making. Uh, they really feel that good about Isaiah. So uh, I think uh, like like I said, a very well balanced uh, stat, uh, class, and uh, I think you got uh, some. Some guys that uh, have star potential, and one of them that, that I, I really like that I think has, if, if I if I had to label one guy, and there's several of them that you could label as having a lot of upside. Quincy Rhodes, six six, about two fifty two sixty, explosive first step, can come off the edge uh, very well. His athleticism for a guy his size right now is uh, upper tier in my opinion. And uh, he'll only get bigger and faster once he gets to Arkansas. You brought up Shamar Easter. He took a visit last week to South Carolina with Dow Loggins. You mentioned on the podcast with Chuck that he's got one coming up with Morgan Turner in January. Richard, how important is it for Coach Turner and Shamar to connect on what would be, I would think, one of the last visits that he takes before making his decision in February? Well, obviously huge. I mean, because he's got the, the relationship with him and Dow Loggins is, is, has been established for uh, three, four years. Uh, and, uh, and and another thing is uh, Dow's very close to Matt Richardson, the, the head coach at Ashdown too. They they got a great relationship. But uh, yeah, that that that'll be uh, that it will be important. I think what uh, I think kind of a wild card that uh, kind of plays in Arkansas's favor, but not saying that uh, it that's going to keep uh, Shamar at Arkansas or, or what have you, but he, his mother and grandmother, he's very close to them. And, and I just tend to think the distance to South Carolina may come in, uh, you know, in, into effect, uh, obviously with NIL and everything that with NIL, often, often 
far distances to be able to travel. So uh, that that may be a, something that uh, South Carolina can work out. But at the same time, I, I do think just being being away from his uh, mom and grandmother, uh, that kind of distance could play, could could make an impact on his decision. Richard, who out of these uh, 19, I guess, that have signed now and out of the, the, the high school players that have signed, do you think it'd come in and maybe impact or have the most playing time? Who, who would you, you know, maybe label a player to that I think these are, are true freshmen that could play a meet, play next season? Braxton. Have you run the numbers yet? How many more out of the portal? And I know that I guess some, some players could still make a decision to enter the portal at this point, but – you know what the math is right now? What they might be looking for numbers-wise in the portal to round out the roster to eighty-five. You know, I think I think uh, you know I wasn't I wasn't able to watch or listen to his uh, press conference yesterday, but I think uh, Coach Pittman kind of indicated maybe uh, ten or twelve more. Uh, and if that's the case, I, I could see that. I mean, what you know, obviously the twenty-five uh, scholarship limit for uh, this year and next year have been waived. So you don't have to worry about that. You just have to keep it under, uh, keep it at 85. So why not? If you if you can find quality uh, guys in the in the portal, uh, why not sign them? So uh, if I'm if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I think that's what he said. But again, I, I didn't uh, didn't listen or watch it yesterday. Let's talk about Jacoby Criswell for a sec. And I heard Coach Pittman talking about how they, within that six, seven day frame when he came in, he was committed to North Carolina, ends up sticking with it. But he felt like that that relationship was still solid. Now he's back, and Coach Pittman's really happy. How important of a pickup was that just to solidify that quarterback class or quarterback room along with Malachi Singleton, Richard? I think it's huge. I mean, especially you, you saw the, you saw the, uh, the situation this year at Arkansas at quarterback when uh, KJ wasn't uh, available or he, he wasn't a hundred percent, he saw that obviously that, 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 that might've cost him a game or two without a, a good quality backup. And so uh, with, uh, with Jacoby, you got a guy that's, uh, you know, very, very mature uh, has definitely has uh, uh, the ability I just remember him in high school, and first time I ever saw some film of him. His arm strength is 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 up there with the you know just about anybody in the country. And then uh, he just hasn't had the opportunity to to play much. And I, I think he's going to come in. I don't think he's thinking, okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be the backup. No, he's gonna he's gonna push KJ. And I think that's gonna I think that's gonna light a fire under KJ's butt. And I think that's gonna be that's gonna push him. And I, I think the competition is going to be great. And, and obviously, you know, the odds on favorite is KJ to be the starter. But at the same time, I, I promise you, Jacoby's not coming to thinking, oh, I'm just going to be the backup. He, he, he's wanting to get on the field. Arkansas had a pretty good transfer haul this last go around. And John Morgan right now is the is the guy in 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 conjunction with Jacoby Criswell that people were really excited about was originally going to wait till after the national championship and just really, uh, open committed right away. Richard, how important is in the next couple of days and really the next couple of weeks that these guys hit some home runs in the transfer portal? Well, it, it, it's important because especially they, they got to shore up the, uh, the receivers room for sure. And, and, and continue to add some depth and, and maybe have some guys that can come in and play immediately at some of the other positions. You, you, you want to add a, uh, a linebacker or two uh, 
uh, from the portal, uh, maybe another offensive lineman or two, too. Uh, you, you just want to continue to build that depth. Uh, so, I, yeah, it, it's, it's very important. Everybody else is doing it. You, you got to do it. You got to, you got to continue to, uh, to, uh, you know, try to increase your talent, uh, level at, at Arkansas. And, and the portal obviously is, uh, one of the areas to do it. Uh, and I just want to make this point. It, we, we, we talk about the portal and how it hurts, uh, high school, uh, prospects, especially the mid-level guys. Think about this. And I know this is kind of off, off the subject, but it's been on my mind. Ricky Strongberg, if 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 uh, he was a freshman right now, uh, it, would he have had the opportunity to go to the University of Arkansas? I mean, if he was a senior in high school, if he, would he have had the opportunity to go to the University of Arkansas like he did pre-portal? I don't know. And what what did he do? He turned out to be the you know voted the best offensive line uh, offensive lineman in the SEC this year. He he had Tulsa, Arkansas, and a few uh, other mid majors, and that was it. So he's he's a he's a poster child of what uh, what could happen to guys in uh, as far as with the portal and everything on the high school level. And I, I I just tend to think that well, some sometimes you you know these these guys are not getting opportunities. Yeah, they're getting opportunities, but they're having to go down a level or two. So uh, anyway, sorry to get on the tangent there. No, that's a good point. Hey, before you go, what? What uh, early returns are you hearing on Coach Williams and Coach Morgan, who are new to the staff at defense coordinator and tight end? Any any feedback from from the players or their families that you've talked to so far, and uh, how those visits that they've been on have went? Probably more so on the defensive side about Coach Williams because there's so many more. There were so many more uh, defensive uh, commitments. You only know, obviously had uh, uh, Luke and uh, Shamar Easter. Yeah. As far as tight ends, but based on what I heard about uh, Coach Turner from uh, the Haas family, is very, very positive and uh, reassuring. I, I guess you could say was a, a word I think uh, you could use there. And then with Coach Williams, uh, the guys that the, talked to him were just well, they just raved about it, about his energy level and just uh, how uh, that they were excited about the defense that he was going to put in place at Arkansas and then it, feel, it feels like that uh, most of the guys, if not all felt like that it fit their skill sets and, and thought that, that, that they could ma- maximize their potential uh, under his uh, defensive scheme. Richard, we'll leave it there this morning. We appreciate your update. I know you're really busy, so get back to it and uh, we'll see what happens in the coming months as they round out this class. Sounds good. Good morning. Uh, good afternoon or uh, yeah, uh, good, you, say, you sound uh, like yeah, a recruiting guy. That sounds like three hours. Hours. three hours of sleep right yeah. there. It's yeah. all good, man. It's all good. You guys have a good one and stay warm. Merry Christmas, Richard. Merry Christmas, guys. Right, Take Rick, care. Richard Davenport with us every Thursday on a Recruiting Thursday. It's brought to you by The Fence Man, the company you can trust when it comes to building a quality fence or gate for your home or business. If you uh, are looking out there and that fence is starting to fall down or sag or just need some general repair or maybe you look out there and there's no fence at all call the fence man 782-3936 then get the project done quick on time and on budget as well 782-3936 the fence man he ain't afraid of no work coming back to basketball inside of bud wall arena i know brent stuttgart wants to talk about that this morning brent go ahead man you're on the morning rush uh good morning tommy and uh 
I had a comp- I had a comp- I Jim. had a ah, Jim. Ah, no. I had a complete brain loss. <laughs> I am so sorry. Happy holidays to you guys. Ho ho ho. Merry Christmas. Ho ho ho. Man, what what a what an effort last night by the by the Razorback basketball team. And I wanted to get y'all's uh I wanted to get your two guys' opinion. Do you think Nick Smith's going to play again this year? Do I think Nick Smith is going to play this year without any inside knowledge or information, Brent? I do. I have, again, nothing to indicate me that he won't play the rest of the season. Right. Okay. I'd I'd agree. I I think he does play. Here's my concern. Is this the ongoing theme? Play two, three, four games, then we're out indefinitely or or shut down for a game or two. Play another two. Can you – is he reliable? Is he someone you can count on? How does that affect the team chemistry? I'm with Ty. I think he plays because, you know – by by definition of, of what you're asking, if he gets on the floor at all, he's played. But I'm not so sure, Brent, he's going to be it, that he's going to be a um, a consistent uh, factor you can count on for this team. Is he going to be reliable? Well, I, that's the question. That, that's what that's what I was looking for when I said play. Can we can we count on him for uh, uh, twenty minutes? Let's just say twenty minutes tonight. Uh, you know, here in conference play, mm-hmm. that that's what that's what I would consider a win-win for the Hogs, in my opinion. If he could, if he if he if he got where he could do that, you know yeah. what you know what I'm trying to say. I know exactly what you're trying to say. And the question is, you know, if it's swelling, it, the problem is we just don't know enough about what the issue is. And if it's swelling or some kind of issue, you'd think over a Christmas break and some rehab and all, you know, whatever's going to to happen over the next week. Uh, before they go to LSU, maybe he would be ready to go. But, you know, we just don't know how severe and what the real issue is. And we seem without crutches, seems to be walking, then he'll play, seems to be fine. We're told couldn't play the second half at, at uh, on Saturday because the, the, the tape job had to be redone and it just didn't make sense. So I just don't think we have all of the, the information to really kind of understand what's just, in fact, going on here. I could not, I could not agree with you uh, more, Tommy. And I think I don't know. Were you, did y'all watch the broadcast last night when oh, he yeah. came? Yes. That Joe Klein had seventy-seven assists in his career, that or in his college career, that came out to a rota nineteen a year or thereabouts. And it wasn't his assists that got him to the Olympic team. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> Dave uh, Neal was giving him a very hard time about oh, that because yeah. he compared he it with was, Pat Bradley. Uh, Pat, what was it? Pat Bradley shot nineteen uh, hundred shots. Is that what it was in his career? I think that's I think that's right. Because you had PB doing the halftime show, and then Joe, so two Razorbacks right. on the SEC Network last night. PB was doing the halftime show. Joe was on the broadcast. The only thing I didn't like about it, I mean, just send them to the stinking arena. I mean, just please, please for the love of all things, put them in Bud Walton Arena. Joe's probably got a nice house in Little Rock. Drive two and a half hours to Fayetteville. Send Dave on a plane. I hate when they do those broadcasts from home. I it's hate. Oh yeah, it's gonna be the it's, way they do it's them. It's awful. Yeah. It's awful. I could not agree with you more, Ty. Y'all, you guys have a merry Christmas. You too, Brent. Thanks, so. Brent. All right. So the question he was asked about Nick Smith Jr. and is he gonna play the rest of the year again? Tommy and I don't know. This isn't like one of those insider things we're just keeping you. We don't know. 
But I, I just tend to think that he does. And people, I, I hate the Razorback fan take that, oh, he's quitting on his team. He's not doing it. Guys, if he was doing that, he wouldn't have come here. He would have just gone to the G League. He would have got his bag and left. This kid has wanted to be a Razorback for quite some time. Thank God Roy Williams retired. Dude. Otherwise, he probably would have been a Tar Heel. But he wants to play. He does. So this idea, this 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 thought up, this rumor that he's just going to call it quits and and wait till that's not that doesn't seem to be based on what we've heard from Johnny Rice. Just watch the kid play. You think that kid's a competitor? You think he just wants to sit out? No, that kid wants to come here and win this team a national championship. I don't know if he's going to be able to because we don't know the severity of this injury. He wants to get to the NBA and be a lottery pick, and I'm not sure how you accomplish all that not playing. Now, he may still end up being a lottery pick, but if you want to be picked one through five, you got to play. you got to have an impact. you got to lead your team to something great. you got to show some, some stuff this year. I, I have no doubt he'll still be drafted in the first round, but not playing – I don't think that helps your draft stock at all. And I think, yes, winning and being a Razorback and all that is – but but what's the ultimate goal? Be drafted and, and, and make a lot of money in the NBA and have a great professional career. I don't know how this – you know, because we don't know how it's going to play out. We just don't know the end result yet. But how does this affect what NBA scouts think of him at this point? Let's talk to uh, – who is this? Doug, Doug in Fort Smith. Doug, you got a minute, man. Go ahead. Fire away. Hey, guys, just real quick, I, uh, good morning to you. I had just a, a quick comment. Uh, Jordan Walsh, man, I tell you what, he's become my, my favorite player, and I know there's a lot of people that say, well, you know, he has his scoring and all that, but if I'm a if I'm the other team and I see that he's on me, I know my, my night's probably not going to be a very good night. And I just – am I naive in that thinking? Or, I mean, because he does everything right. I mean, I know he's he, – Scoring-wise, he's had a few games, but, man, he just turns the ball over. He just plays the game. He's unselfish. Am, am I right in that thinking and what I'm seeing? 100%, Doug. Jordan Walsh last night, he's given up three inches to that Pember guy who came in as a hot shot score for UNC Asheville. Ended up one for seven. Didn't yep. do anything during that game. Scored five. Walsh was on him at the jump and just shut him down. Walsh is six seven, but he can guard – I think he could guard one through four. Maybe the center might be a little more difficult. Even Pember's kind of like that power forward slash center combo. But the guy just plays so hard defensively. Now, he's got to chill on the fouls. He picks up fouls really fast sometimes. He's had two and four minutes last night. But, yeah, when you talk about energy, effort, and just being a great teammate, that's Jordan Walsh in a nutshell. Uh, Eric Musselman will be back at Sassy's. Now, next Monday, they're off because of the holiday, but then back January 2nd and all the Mondays from then on. Sassy's original Red House is on North College. You can get Eric Musselman live at the Steamboat Drive location. Stop in for great barbecue, uh, catfish, burgers, and more, and Eric Musselman live on Monday nights beginning again on January the 2nd. Let Sassy's cater your next tailgate or holiday party. You can order online at sassysredhouse.com. Hey, when it comes to barbecue, catfish, burgers, and more, nobody does it better than Sassy's. Eat, drink, and be sassy. All right, still a lot to get to in hour number two of a recruiting Thursday. More of your calls and texts. We've had a few of them already this morning. 877-377-6963. A lot more of the Morning Rush is next. 
Basketball is back, and Bet Online is your number one source. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B L E A V. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. We got text and calls throughout the morning talking about this recruiting class that Arkansas just got. 17 on Rivals, 22 on 24-7 Sports. Well, I was looking at 24-7 Sports and where their classes have ranked in years past and just kind of setting myself up. Average about 25. You round up, it's like 20, it's like 24.8, so it's 25. Where do you think Arkansas should finish in recruiting in the SEC and then nationally? Most years. Well, consistent winning would, would lift you. So, you know, first of all, you want to be a consistent winner. And I think if you are and you're a program that can be around eight wins uh, on average in a five-year period, then I think you can certainly get to a, to a point where you're between 15 and 20. But the problem is that's still middle of the pack of the SEC. Yeah. Unfortunately, with the SEC being as good as it is, for example, South Carolina, Dow Longins, you know what they finished? They finished 12th. Finished 12th. In the SEC, not in the SEC, excuse me, nationally, which is pretty impressive. You look at Arkansas and just kind of what they've been lately. Their best class, according to 24-7 sports, was 17 in 2004 on this list. Now, again, they're in the 20s for the most part. Occasionally, there's a 40 here and there, but that's kind of the expectation. So people freaking out, like, man, this class, whatever. You finished above average what you usually finished in the last two decades. You're not going to finish where Bama and Georgia and LSU and probably the Texas schools moving forward are all going to finish. So you don't have the geography, and right now you don't have the the, the consistent winning in order to get there. So, you know, you're finishing about where you kind of finish in, in the conference standings at the end of November, too. I think what's tough for Sam Pittman and his staff is when the basketball team brings in the number two class in the country and the baseball team, according to Perfect Game, brings in the number one class in the country, you just expect the football team to produce that class. You don't have that in-state talent or the national brand that the basketball or the baseball team do. So when you stack the three up, it's like one, two, 22. And you're just like, well, how does that happen? Yeah, but do does recruiting follow results or does results follow recruiting? It's chicken or egg. You got to win first to get good recruiting, or do you got to recruit first to get any winning? In in baseball, it's just been such a long, consistent, you know, program. It, it you know it, you you have become a destination. It's a it's a weather sport in in a lot of ways. We talked about that some yesterday. We've you know it gets cold here, but imagine being a Big Ten team like Chuck was pointing out yesterday, and you saw Michigan have a good year, but consistently it, you're not. You know, competing against everyone in the country for mm-hmm. the for the recruits, and, and Arkansas has a tradition of putting guys in in the major leagues and, and getting drafted. So basketball, were you recruiting at this level until Eric Musselman arrived? No, and he brought winning along with him. So um, you know, is it recruiting first and winning second, or winning first and recruiting second? 
Chicken or egg? Long, which came first? As long as the NCAA doesn't snoop around like they did in, I guess that would have went 95 and 96. They're like, why is Arkansas really, really good at basketball? Why are they getting the national championship and screwed you over with the whole Sunday thing? As long as they don't do that, I think we'll be okay. That's your uh, Morning Rush Daily Question, brought to you by Red River Dodge in Heber Springs, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at redriverdodge.com. We're going to talk with Tom Murphy coming up in just a bit, get his thoughts on not only the win last night, but also talk to him about this football recruiting class. Tommy, it's National Regifting Day. I don't know why this day is before Christmas, because I would think it would be after Christmas, but how often do you do this? You Never. get something I, I, and then I, re-gift it. I don't... I don't, only thing I'm going to re-gift is what I got at the holiday party, which was an I ended up with the Ulta $200 gift card. Is that going to Laura or one of your two daughters? Uh, probably going to uh, the daughter. Okay. So that'd be the only thing because I don't really need a Ulta, Ulta gift card. I didn't even know we had one of those here, but apparently we do. I was driving around and I got a couple things from, what's the book place, but... Yeah, that's a million. Yeah, I, I didn't know we had that one of those things. But yeah, I guess you have the if you get something girly, like either through the company or something, is that always like a tough choice? Give it to one of your two daughters or your wife? Or is it pretty? Is Lord just like just give it to her? Depends on what it is. Varies on the yeah, depends on what it is. Expense. Whatever. I've got a uh, I've got an 11 year old and she's in competitive cheer. And apparently it takes a lot of makeup to get through competitive cheer. I'm finding out so. That'll be very handy in that regard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I, I bit like. Let's say I get something that I have already. I won't re-gift it, but I'll say, "Hey, do you? I got this for yeah. Christmas, or I got this for my birthday. Do you want this? Because I have well, whatever the case may be. I have one already. That's what. I, does is, that count is, as re-gifting? Is re-gifting rude? That's that should be the question of the day. Is that a rude well, thing to do? I think back to that clip with Ross and Rachel on Friends, where she, she's like, "Do you really?" He's he's like, "Do you really like what I got you?" And she's like, "No, but I'm going to act like it and then return <laughs> it or whatever." I don't know. I, I feel like it's one of those things where if if you don't like it, I don't know. What do you think? I never return anyone's gift. I, I'll just do what I always do. Hey, I'll, I'll act like Ra- I'll act like I really like it. I'll do what Rachel is, and then I'll put it in my closet. And about three years later, I'll either give it away or throw it away. Give it away or throw it yeah. away. Yeah. Okay. Well, that works for it. We'll go. We'll try Tom later. I'm just at that age. I don't, I mean, gifts are great and you appreciate the love and the appreciation and someone showing you they care about you. But, you know, you get to a point where if it's something I want, then I'll just go get it, right? Yeah. No, that makes sense. All right. Let's hear what Coach Pittman had to say yesterday following Nationals early signing period. Here was what he was talking about, about needs with this football team. I think we need to get another lineman. We need to get a tight end. Certainly wide receivers, we may need two or three out of their defensive backs. We've got to get a few. Linebackers, I, I still, I, I really like our line. All these guys on our team I like, but we just don't have any depth. That's the key in this because they're up to, have they hit 20 yet that have hit the portal? You just had Marcus Henderson that entered yesterday. Uh, I might be 21. They're they're either right at it or they just surpassed it. So, again, you lose 20 guys, some contributors, some not. You got to fill those spots with high school kids. They got 19 of those, four transfer portal guys, and then whatever else they're going to add either through the portal or a couple high school kids. This is something that not just Coach Pittman is dealing with. Every other guy in the SEC is dealing with and every other coach in college football is dealing with. I mean, I think depth's a problem when, you know, 
when, when's it not been a problem in Arkansas? I mean, particularly at linebacker. You've been better at linebacker in depth the last few years than it has been in a in a long while. So um, Arkansas, 1 through 11 on either side, often can compete with the middle to upper tier of the SEC. But when you get, get an injury, uh, get a player that gets beat up like you did with Bumper Pool this year, get an injury on the offensive line, you, you, know, you were really fortunate not to have significant long-term injuries on that offensive line this year. That yeah. could have really undone what turned out to be a 6-6 six and six year. Could might not have even reached that point. Yeah, we saw that when inserted, I think Tykeus Crawford still has some work to do. He's playing guard now, so maybe that's more his natural position. But, I mean, when you miss, whether it was Dalton Wagner or when Luke Jones in the Missouri game, when those guys weren't in, you were getting killed off the edges from in certain games. And I, I know it's it's very difficult because the SEC's got so many good defensive ends and pass rushers. But, I mean, there is there wasn't as much depth as maybe we initially thought there was on all that. So that's something, again, the offensive line that uh, Coach Pittman's going to want to address and get. And I know there's some guys in this high school class that he likes, but you got to get guys out of the portal. That's just a thing. We've seen Eric Musselman do it in basketball. It's a lot easier to do it with roster management just because there's a lot less players. But, I mean, Chuck Chuck was hammering this point a couple weeks ago and, and really every week leading up to it. You might have 40 new guys this year. That just is, Tommy, looks like it's going to be the norm from here on out may be a light number. I mean, you may mm-hmm. end up 42, 43 uh, when it's all said and done because um, I thought Jalen St. John, when he entered, he'd been suspended indefinitely for a while. I thought he was 20, so I guess Henderson would make 21, but I, I might be off on the math. Either way, you got that, and then you got uh, 19 and what will probably become 20 players there. Uh, you're replacing some of those in the portal. Yeah, I think you're going to be in the low 40s, um, around 40. I think that, that's been a good projection by uh, by chuck for for the last few weeks that's half your scholarship roster yeah it's uh it's a lot and you think about what they did in the portal this past season they did a pretty decent job i mean you think about drew sanders being the all-american i don't know if any of us expected him to be as good as he actually was but now he's probably going to be a first round draft pick jane hazelwood was a starter jordan dominic was a starter terry hampton had some significant plays latavius brini ended up becoming a starter dwight mclaughlin was a starter landon jackson i don't know if he started but he definitely played significant plays and then matt landers as well i mean those are all guys that contributed significantly. Cade Fordney even had to play a little bit in spot minutes with the injury to K.J. Jefferson. So they seem to have gotten guys last year that weren't just placeholders. They were guys that were going to contribute. Now you'd like to see that back-to-back as they did two years ago with Marco Utzi, John Ridgway, and also Trey Williams. Well, I mean, I thought, I've thought this for a while, that schools like Arkansas – not Arkansas exclusively, but schools that are kind of where you're at in your pe- in the pecking order should do better in the portal because really who's going to go to Alabama and up in someone's playing time that's an established player there or a five-star out of high school, you know, that comes there. They they, they clean up with all the top-end recruits. They I know they, they get a player here. There was that uh, running back, Gibbs. Jamar, Jamar, uh, Jameer Gibbs, Gibbs. Georgia Tech. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they'll get a player or two, but – Alabama's not building their their too deep on transfer portal player at least not now they may at some point but that's not how they're doing it so players that can't get quite in the too deep or are not there like we saw with Drew Sanders you know come to places like Arkansas and do fine so and get get playing time and become all Americans in that case so Arkansas should do better than even some of the top shelf programs just based on 
the recruiting they did out of high school. Mm-hmm. And I think those guys that they brought in to show them, hey, this guy came in, this guy came in, this guy came in, played significant minutes, had a significant impact. That's key with also getting guys in the transfer portal. Now, I can't tell you if Braun, Criswell, Morgan, I think it's the the Pittsburgh guy's name, Joseph Morgan. I believe that's correct. And then you've also got the Texas A&M Commerce wide receiver. I can't tell you if they're going to play right off the bat or if they're going to play or be a starter or whatever. But you at least like the identity of well, these guys, all these guys came in and played. Now you can showcase that to transfer portal guys and say you can have an impact right away, like so many others just did in this past year. Yeah, I mean, and I think Arkansas, you know, at, at most positions, I think if Jacoby Criswell comes in expecting to to battle for being the starter. That's not how that's going to go, I don't believe. So, uh, but I think there's a lot of available playing time uh, right now, and particularly at wide receiver. That's that's absolutely a place that uh, that Arkansas's got yeah, some immediate needs. Do you see that depth chart? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I printed out the Kansas notes and golly, what go? No, I'm just just letting you finish. I mean, I don't. I don't know how to respond to Gawley. I mean, <laughs> good luck, KJ. I don't know. I'm. They're going to run the ball more. Yeah, but what if they say, you ask the question, what if, if Kansas stones the run, I don't know. You lose. I mean, it's that simple. You lose. Kansas stops you running the football, but you're right. That depth chart, who's that guy? I mean, you Next Wednesday got, could get rough. It could be, but, you know. Someone may step up and seize the moment. You know, that's what you hope. But I think Arkansas is going to run the ball with the names you know is is what's going to happen. Hey, Merry Christmas from everyone at the Inn at the Mill. Uh, they have got a great setup at the Inn at the Mill. When we stay in northwest Arkansas, it's our favorite place to go because it's a historical property. It's unique. It's quiet. That's what I like about it. The, the rooms are oversized. They're big. They've got plenty of room to spread out. I always have spreadsheets going, so I got papers everywhere. They got a couch and coffee table. Love to do some work there at night. Got great internet service, good TV. Uh, it, it is really comfortable for the business traveler. With games coming up, and we we're talking about all the, the great SEC games. If you're looking to stay a night, uh, whether it's a midweek game or maybe a weekend, there's no two night minimum for basketball like you'll often find in football across northwest Arkansas. The Inn at the Mill would love to take care of you and your family. They they provide that personal touch as well. So if you want a quality room, a quiet, quiet location, right in the heart of northwest Arkansas, close to the Amp, Crystal Bridges, the University, uh, everything is right there. Just off I-49 at the Johnson exit, hey, I'd, I'd send you to the Inn at the Mill. The Inn at the Mill, 479-443-1800 and online at inatthemill.com. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm eating crow next Wednesday night on the post-game show. I hope I'm eating crow Thursday morning. But Jaden Wilson, Isaiah Satania, Harper Cole, Bryce Stevens. Who else we got on here? Matt. I guess you throw it 50 times to Matt and then Sam and Bakke. Guys, this is a moment. I know Matt's showing that he's a dude this year, but this is a chance for you. Like Tommy was saying, step up. Make a play. Yeah, new name, you know, some new names on there that have not been on that depth no. chart in the two deep at wide receiver all year long. But here's the key: quarterback still KJ Jefferson's right there. Running back Rocket Sanders still right there. So, you know that 
you're going to win or lose with those guys. Let's talk some basketball after last night. Coach was asked after the game, hey, what about Nick Smith Jr. and the other guys that stepped up, including Joseph Pinion? Nick is a competitor, and he looked forward to playing for the Razorbacks, and he's kind of been in and out of the lineup or whatever, and we just want him to get healthy as quick as possible and for him to be 100%. You know, and then for the other guys, everybody got an opportunity tonight. I thought Joseph Pinion did a great job. He stepped up. He knocked down some shots. I thought his experience was really important playing 19 minutes tonight. I thought that was great for Joseph. Here's the deal about last night. The highest score for the Razorbacks had 16 points. Jalen Graham shot 80%. They had so many guys last night that were either double figures or right around it. That's what this team was, and it was so fun to watch. That's an element of this basketball team, and Anthony Black gets it going. I heard Joe Klein and Dave Neal talking about it in the broadcast. You always got to be hands-ready when A.B. has the ball, and that sparks the passing. Like, you think about those great Celtics and Lakers teams back in the day. They were so fun to watch, not only because you had a Hall of Famers, Bird, Worthy, Magic, Kareem, McHale, Parrish, but those guys passed the crap out of the ball. This team does the same thing. It's not just that one guy has got to go ISO, he's got to put 30 on the board. This team plays as a team, which is so encouraging to watch this early into the season. How much practice does it take? How much time do you have to spend together? You're talking about the kind of the Showtime Lakers and the Celtics in that era. You know, the, the no-look passes, and they weren't always behind the back, but, you know, Magic would send it down to Kareem, and it's almost like they were reading each other's mind. How much time does it take you know, those guys played years together. When you're on a team that's going to play one year together, you know, those those things you just feel and not, not mm-hmm. know they're coming, but you feel them coming. How long does it take to develop that? Well, we got to think about this. Jordan, Nick, and Anthony played on the McDonald's All-American team, had those practice, and that's, I know, just a little bit. They mm-hmm. had the Euro trip. Right. They had that. Four extra games, time, camaraderie spent together. Nick and Devo played high school ball against each other, AU, whatever. You also have the connection with Kamani and Devo being on last year's team. You've got the Joseph Pinion Darian four play. There's connections from before. This isn't just like, hey, I'm getting shipped off to the Los Angeles, never played with you before, let's go rookie like Magic did back to that. There is at least the familiarity of playing with them and against them to some point. I think in college what we found the last two years is – Eric Musselman's teams, there is a gelling period that took a little bit longer the last two years, but that's what's so unique about this team. It, it's happened in the first, what are they, 12 games through now? Mm-hmm. Are they 11 and 1? 11 and 1. Uh, yeah. yeah. And if they win next week, they'll be 12 and 1 doing what they did to start Eric Musselman's first year. I mean, usually it takes to like mid February for teams to get, that's when Cal's teams start getting going February ish, but this team seems to have kind of gelled already. What would be a good, you mentioned the record 11 and one, what would be a good number heading to Nashville for the sec tournament? Where, what should the win total be? How many, how many total games they play? Well, you got 30. 19 left. You got 19 left because you got the sec schedule in the, the Baylor game. So, so they're 11 and one, 19 left. Here's my number 25. That would mean you beat Baylor and you go what? Uh, 13 and 13 and 5 in the league or you lose to Baylor and you go 14 and 4 in the league. If you get to that number, I think you're you're in the hunt for certainly a top 3 seed, maybe a top 2 seed. The Baylor thing, Baylor's going to be a top 
10 team, most likely. So you'd rather probably beat Baylor and be 13 and 5 than lose to Baylor and be 14 and 4 because it's a road. It'll be a net ranking, net quad one win or whatever. I think that's a good number. Uh, either way, you got to get 14 wins. wins out of your last 19 games. Yeah. The remaining 19 games to get to 25. I think if you're, that should kind of be the, the, the mark and the goal you're headed towards if the goal is to be a, a one or a two seed. I don't, you know, it may need to be 26 or seven going into the conference tournament to really have a one seed locked up. They've lost in the semis the past two years. And again, they went on great stretches, great runs down the last two years. So I, I think that's a good number. I think you also just need help from the other SEC teams, which they've looked good. Bama's played some good games. Tennessee's played some good games. We'll see if Kentucky kind of shores up and do what they do under Cal, which is kind of get rolling in February or whatever. But I, I think 25 is a good number. Yeah, I don't have you, an issue with that. It's a it'd be five, so you'd be uh, 25 and six, I guess, at that point. If I, if I got the math right in my you'll, head. You'll take that. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't think it's you to one seed. I think if you're like 27 and four, you know, you're probably the regular season champ. You're probably a one seed before you even go to the conference tournament. Three losses asking, that's asking a lot. That's, I don't think you can do that, but I think that might be what it would take to already have it locked mm -hmm. up, whatever happens at the conference tournament, not matter at all. Well, good thing is you play some really quality of teams on the road, too. It's kind of a bummer. Auburn doesn't reciprocate. You only go to the jungle. Tennessee doesn't reciprocate. You only go to Knoxville and Thompson Bowling. You do get Alabama home and away. You get them home first, and you get away. And you do get Kentucky home and away. But Auburn and Tennessee, you, the only time you get to play them outside the SEC tournament, maybe NCAA tournament, is there. So those and would all be of those would be quad huge. ones. Correct. Those you know, would be huge. I think Arkansas still only has two quad one games, and they're one and one currently to this point. So. You know, they'll have a lot more quad one opportunities mm -hmm. uh, moving forward. All right, a week from yesterday, the uh, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl and uh, our trip to Memphis is coming up. All of our coverage brought to you by High Tech Truck Refrigeration Services since 1996. They've been specializing in the repair of transport refrigeration trucks. They also repair dry vans, flatbeds, hopper trailers. they got places to store your trailers and park them. They do DOT inspections, 24-7 roadside assistance, Lighting, batteries, rentals, and more. So uh, check out High Tech Truck Refrigeration Services, 6410 Alma Highway in Van Buren. We'll be live in Memphis next Tuesday here on The Morning Rush. We're going to hear what Sam Pittman had to say coming up in your hog update about his uh, quarterback that he just brought in, Malachi Singleton. I know that people are really excited about the young man from North Cobb that showed a lot of toughness this past season as a senior. I want to get Clay's thoughts Tommy on this and yours obviously I don't know Jack about golf other than to suck at it but the Masters allowing yep. mm -hmm. live competitors to to play on this I know there's that 9-11 survivors group that's going to protest I mean this is a very interesting discussion we'll get into with Clay later on yeah we'll talk about that and uh Clay will be with us here in the third hour coming up and I think I don't think Augusta's done with where they're standing on this but this is where where it's going to be for the 2023 field because the invitations uh, for the uh, for the Masters coming up in April are going out or have already went out here in the last uh, few days. And I'm going to quiz Tommy on every single high school the the recruits that have signed yesterday. <laughs> I'll probably I know, fail. I think I know five of them. I'll probably fail. I'm that not quiz. Richard. All right. Uh, hey, we're brought to you by Gaston's White River Resort. If you're still looking for the perfect last minute gift, a gift card to Gaston's is perfect. 
Who would, I mean, even if you got someone on your list that doesn't love the fish, they love to get away. They love a great meal. They love the scenery of Arkansas and the beauty of the White River. Gaston's is the perfect place. You think about it because, you know, fishing is the star of the show when you go to Gaston's. But how about you just go and enjoy the nature and the beauty and watching the eagles fly around the White River. It's just a gorgeous place. Bull Shoals is just you know, just a, a five-minute drive up to the to the dam. You can be on the lake side of things, do some bass fishing. So even if you're not a trout fisherman, you got the lake right there that you can enjoy as well. 870-431-5202. Get a gift card for Christmas from Gaston's White River Resort. A first-class time every time. Arkansas's home for the best sports talk. You guys keep rocking. I love the show. You're listening to The Morning Rush. Hey, Hog fans, this is Robert. And this is Matt. And this is Elizabeth. And we're at the stadium shop on Razorback in Fayetteville. Mom, Dad, I have an idea. We still have a lot of inventory to the point where I'm having an avalanche of sweatshirts on a daily basis. How about we have a holiday sale so I can actually move in the stock room? I'm all for it, but what do you have in mind? What if we do a discount code for the online stores so people everywhere can save on their hog stuff? How would you tell everybody about the discount code? Y'all know that Twitter, Facebook Live You thingy? mean Facebook Live. The dad side is strong with this one. Anyway, what if I do one every Monday announcing what the code is for that week? That's what I'm saying. Tune in every Monday morning to the Stadium Shop Facebook and Twitter pages to get weekly updates on what's new and what the discount code for the weekend. Also, stop by the store and take advantage of our inventory reduction sale going on now until Christmas. We're located at 989 South Razorback Road next to Baumwalker Stadium in Fayetteville. Or you can use the code of the week and go online to shoponrazorback.com. That's shoponrazorback.com. Or call us at 479-STADIUM. That's 479-782-3486. It just doesn't get more Razorback than us. Go, go Hogs! Wheels RV wants you to seek out all the natural state has to offer this year. Explore Arkansas in a new RV from Grand Design, Forest River, KZ, Heartland, Keystone, or Alliance. All the best brands at the best prices. Enjoy peace of mind with our lifetime warranty on every new RV and a mobile service shuttle to keep you camping. So come on in and discover why Wheels was voted the best RV dealership in Northwest Arkansas. Wheels RV, five miles west of exit 72 off of I-49 in Springdale. Seek, explore, discover with Wheels RV. Don't just survive the holidays. Thrive with a hot spring spa from Burton Pools and Spas. Hi, Tommy Craft here. Treat yourself this holiday season to a new hot tub to soak away the stress and the soreness that comes with the busiest time of the year. You know, it was about a year ago, we made the decision at our house to get a hot tub. And we only went with one brand, and that was a hot spring spa. And the only... The happy hedge. Yeah, uh, that's one of those things you... you I think this is an important game to win. I mean, I don't... I think the... The attitude, you know, you get into the, this recruiting cycle, you have some players defect and leave your, your class. You don't get everybody you want in the portal, and that's not over yet. You feel like things aren't going the right direction. Is the sky falling? All of the coaches leaving, all of these things. I think a, a win in a bowl game could soothe a lot of that over. I, I don't think the pressure's on. You got to win. I don't think it's, if you win, it means next year's great. If you lose, it means it's awful. I don't think it means anything, but it, what it does do is maybe an attitude adjustment for everybody. Uh, into the winter months and before you start spring. Isaiah Joe is shooting a scalding 47% from the three-point line for the Oklahoma City Thunder. So I had the Arkansas and UNC Asheville game on one TV and then the Trailblazers and Thunder game on the other. He goes two for four last night. Again, he has been on fire this season for the Oklahoma City Thunder. So I know Derek, his dad's very happy. Jacob and the rest of that family, they're pumped because, man, 
Isaiah's been playing some good basketball as well, of late. Forty-seven percent—that's high. Uh, I will be going in February. I'm hoping that he's still uh, just draining threes like he has been. But he's become kind of a crowd favorite there. Not surprising. Bobby's like that in Milwaukee. You got these Razorbacks that are making making some waves in the NBA, and I love to see it, especially Arkansas homegrown kids like Bobby Portis and Isaiah Joe. All right, this is pretty emotional for all you Frank Ragnow fans out there. Here is his reaction to finding out that he's in the Pro Bowl. Look, man, like you're a damn good player. I think everybody in this building knows that. Um, I think everybody else in this building knows that. You're ultimate Ironman. You're all great. You're all good, man. And you're everything we're about as a football team. But also everybody outside the building has seen that, too. And that's why you've been elected to the Pro Bowl. Oh, right, so appreciate it, man. Thank you. So you got Dan Campbell. And I the only Aggie I actually like. I actually like him as a football coach. He's his, the Detroit Lions head coach. He got his position coach, and there's one or two other assistants around there. But a really emotional moment for Frank Ragnow. And you got to remember, you got Frank playing center, and you got Skip. I think he's playing guard for them. So two Razorbacks on the front line for Jared Goff and the, the tallest lines. guard in the league. Normally you get too tall to play guard with where Skipper's height said. Uh, I think he's, I can't think, I don't think he's playing tackle. I think he's playing guard yeah. up in Detroit. That's going to do it for your hog update. It is brought to you by Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888 Sparky. You know, I got a kick out of Coach Pittman talking about recruiting yesterday and I thought about it my personal life. You know when you FaceTime someone, that's usually good news. What Coach was saying yesterday is when he gets a FaceTime, that's usually either a commitment or a signing. But when he just gets a call, I don't think the recruit like necessarily wants to look at him or whatever. That's the <laughs> difference, and I heard him talking about that yesterday. Yeah, that. Uh, of course, you always love it when someone's trying to just call you and they're FaceTiming, they don't realize they're pushing the wrong button, and then – then you can't get it to stop. I mean, you know, face FaceTime's uh, one of those deals. I think it's as, as the older uh, end of the audience, we, we're still getting used to how close do you hold the phone, all that stuff. Man, if you're a fifty-something, sixty-something-year-old coach, you got to know how to do all that to to relate and connect. Mm-hmm. That that would be as much a part of the job as anything is figuring out all this stuff. I know we were talking with Chuck. Your your son's a big Fortnite guy. I guess has that changed games? Uh, he's he playing, playing now? a new one now, but. Uh, yeah, he has played that in the past. I yeah. know that we were talking with Chuck about that, that you at least have to kind of know what's going on with the different video games or the different things people are, are doing or whatever. FaceTime, I guess, is it's it's not the newest thing, but just to be able to do that and connect with these guys. And Coach was talking about when he sees multiple faces on there, like a couple family members, that's usually also a good sign, too. It means they're brought in. So, yeah. Uh, building those for that. And, you know, it starts when those kids are in the – you know, identify them in the eighth and ninth grade. And then, you know, you start visiting them and see them and, and you know, on, on their campuses and they start coming to your campus, what, 10th and 11th grade years. And man, it, it, it is a three to four year process. A lot of times of building that relationship. So it's like he said before, your job as a recruiter is to get that relationship to a point where they just can't they don't have the courage to tell you no. They got to come play for you because they love you so much. And now, coaches, they when they at least Jimbo does this in College Station when he facetimes a kid, he he has this big wad of money that he just starts throwing up and down in the air when he's facetiming these kids because that's all they do. And 
College Station because why would you want to go to Texas A&M in the first place? But they ended up they ended up in a pretty. You're saying it's class. so bad they got to pay you to go there? Yeah, pretty right. much. Yeah. Uh, but they ended up with a good class. I I need to look up where Arkansas actually ended up in the SEC, but. It's just, man, I mean, South Carolina finishing 12th. You got A&M, top dog. You got Georgia, top dog. Bama, top dog. It just doesn't get any. What do you say? They were anywhere from, what, 17 to 22, depending on which service you're looking at. So somewhere around 20 or so, but that's probably, I hadn't looked either. Depending on which service you're looking at, probably 9th or 10th. It's a good estimation. I I looked at one last night, um, and it was they were 9th in the SEC. Okay. Uh, just depends. All right, Clay Henry's going to hop in here in a bit. Uh, we're brought to you by Teeter Motors. If you've been looking for a new car and you don't know where to go, you can't find the selection where you're at. Teeter Motors in Malvern, Mina, and Sheridan's there. They've been doing it since 1968. And it's a no-pressure buying experience, a hometown buying experience. Denny Teeter and his staff, uh, you know, all the time, you're probably going to deal with somebody that's been with the dealership more than 20 years because they carry on a tradition of detail to service. So follow the Teeter Motors trail. Find them in Malvern, Mita, and in Sheridan online at teetermotors.com. And remember, the deals are always sweeter at Teeter. We'll hear what Eric Musselman had to say about Nick Smith Jr. as Clay joins us next on The Morning Rush. First Western Bank. We are more than just a bank. We are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. You're listening to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era of beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. where we're going you want to start with football or basketball this morning well i was ready for both so uh yeah i'm i'm kind of rolling through all the basketball stuff right now just to make sure i know anything that happened after the game um the the basketball game to me was as good as they played uh so far this year now i understand the opposition is is substandard but that's the that's the best Binion's played, and and what, when I say that, I'm not looking at the points, the dunks, you know, any of that. I'm just the way he handled himself in the game, the, the the way he helped on defense. It looked like he'd been coached by Eric Musselman, which earlier this year, I didn't think that was the case. That he was a little bit lost out there. Well, I mean, it's a freshman, so you know, a true freshman in. What they've thrown at these guys is the whole enchilada, and they uh, now that might not be totally true, but I mean they they're they're hitting them every day with defensive concepts, and it's it looks like some of that start. And he's not the quickest guy out there, and he's going to give up some stuff off the bounce, but if he can be a help defender. And he can pick up a loose ball here or rebound there. That gets him in the game because the other stuff is there, you know, as far as his offense. And a couple of passes, one of them didn't lead to anything, but it just looked to me like he was 
He, you know, he, he had it. And I think they're going to need that. They're going to need what he brings, you know, shooting wise. Uh, because I'm not sure what they're going to have from Nick Smith. So there's my there's my basketball take. And there's a lot more I could talk about. Kamani Johnson's defense on their stud. Uh, there was a 12 minute period when that guy didn't get a he didn't get a sniff. Um, you know, they were stealing passes that were intended for him. They knew every single tendency of their you know wing to post passes, and they denied him. You know, it was just really pretty to watch. Yeah, and and you look. You look at the assist last night. I know we're talking about defense. I think defense won that won the game. They had twenty assists from nine different players. That's yeah, the other there, thing. You know? There was a there was four or five positions where they turned down what I thought were great shots to try to get a better one. And a couple of times mm-hmm. they didn't get that shot. You know, they overpassed it. And you could see the look on a couple of guys' faces that they made a great pass to a guy that's like, Okay, go up and shoot that. Because I'm going to get an assist. Well, then that guy passed it trying to get an assist. You, you can tell they are trying to please their coach and do and play the way he wants them to play. And started from the jump. Devontae Davis had an open three, found Ricky Council for a wide-open layup, and yeah. those are the, the little plays you talk about. Now, Tommy, you opened the show. I was big talking plays. About- you're, you're right, Ty. Really big plays. Yeah. When you see that right out of the, right out of the jump, that that's what their focus is. And and it's winning basketball. I think what's great about this team is I broke open with the offense going seven for seven. You talked about the stifling defense. Last two years mm-hmm. in defensive efficiency, you've been in the top 15. You were yeah. 11 two years ago. You were 10 last year. They're eight this year. So they're right along where they need to be and where they've been. And then offensively, they're in the top 35 on offensive efficiency. So they are not only – like sometimes you know there's that team that – Great offense doesn't play a lick of defense. Or the other side, great defense, they don't have any offensive talent. This team has both, and that's why they're going to well, be a tough out in conference play starting next Wednesday. Their, de- their yep. defense is creating the offense. Clay, they had 32 points off turnovers last night. Asheville had five. I mean, they're using that defense to create 32 of, uh, what was it last night, 85 points. I mean, that, yeah. I think the defense creates a lot of their offense. Yeah, I watched the practice and could see what they were trying to emphasize. This is two months ago, and they, they've got guys that can block shots at just about every position on the floor. And you can give up a little bit, dribble drive, because of the way they can kind of erase stuff at the back. And you said, well, they had Jalen Williams last year to do that. Yeah, they had Jalen Williams to do that. They, now they've got multiple guys that can play the four and the five, and if they, you know, if they do something, get some, you know, a foul here or there, well then, you know, Musselman just rolls with another guy for a little while, so they they can take some chances on the back end, and they they block a lot of shots, mm-hmm. alter a lot of shots, close down their help defense, and it, it's uh, it's a little different than than what we've seen, you know, as far as great defense, you know, Nolan's teams, they were a lot of traps. Um, they force stuff to the outside, and every once in a while you see them give up something on the outside, and you think, oh, they just gave up the lane from the baseline side. And But they're forcing that sometimes, you know, that with the weak hand. Like, okay, you can have that because we know you can't finish with that hand. And if you took take it to your good hand, we're going to block it. 
and it is all calculated. It is detail in what they're doing, and sometimes, you know, the same thing with, with Sutton and Richardson. All what they did was detailed in discipline, in their way of doing things, and uh, that's what makes them really good, guys, that defense. It is kind of a bummer for all you fans that want to actually see this team in person. Tommy, you don't get to see them for over a week and a half. I think they'll play Missouri either that Tuesday or Wednesday the following week after LSU. So you got LSU on the 28th, same as the bowl game. Then you'll have New Year's, and then you'll come back that week. Yeah, January 4th, they okay. play Missouri. That's that midweek game. So right. the cool here's the cool thing. Budweiser Arena, it's as tough a venue in college basketball as they're out there. You've won 16 straight games there, 35 non-conference games. I don't know when the next time they're going to lose is. Hopefully it's not any point this season. That's probably not a reasonable thought. But, guys, it, it we've only seen the beginning of what the – impact and environment is based on the fact that you had all these non-conference games and now you're going to heat up with conference ones coming up yeah this is just this is kind of a big picture thought um we got a call yesterday somebody had four really good seats and i i'm two and a half hours two two hours 45 minutes tommy would you say from from bud walton arena and and hard driving a lot of two-lane road yeah (laughs) yeah and i looked around in you know, we're kind of starting to gather. Everybody's rolling in here, you know, for, for the holidays. And there was some discussion. It's like, well, we we might want to go to that game, get back real late. Well, we can stay at Sarah's house. You know, she was here. Um, but the point of all that is that's what's going around our state. You get access to some tickets. You, you're not a season ticket holder, and somebody gives up some good seats or not even great seats. You're going to go because you don't know when you're going to get to see him again. And that's the way it was when Bud Walton first opened. They, they have 19,200 seats, but it, it was my, uh, someone told me that they felt like 40,000 people were seeing that 94 <laughs> team because when they, you know, somebody wouldn't use their tickets, they'd make sure you could, your tickets were valuable then. They've been less valuable lately, but it's starting to be that way that if you can't go to a game, there's plenty of people that will take your tickets and go. First sellout. And that that is huge. First sellout we see, and I know they've already sold the tickets per se. Correct. But the first sellout, do we see at Bama January 11th? Is that the one where they're going to be top 10? You know, just think about what you've seen as far. I'm sorry, Tommy, but just think about what you've seen as far as attendance. At games this time of year when the mm-hmm. students are gone, that place has been, you know, one-third full some of the time for these games. That game was not competitive, but there were a lot of people there to watch. You know, I was, yesterday, and I had some tickets, and we had given those away, and I was trying to work through an issue with this electronic transfer. Yeah. And I was on the phone with the ticket office, and they were being very helpful as someone else called saying, hey, do you have any tickets for tonight? And I said, no, but... Let me ask the ticket office. They have, and and actually, they had some. You could call. They they had yep. enough turn back. They're selling that, the. Well, they were sold the, the student seats. That, but it had some others that they had available. You know, Good. on a limited yeah. basis. So, uh, I had a after giving away some away, had four or five people call yesterday, kind of last minute, looking for tickets. So. Uh, wasn't surprising at all that they had a nice a nice looking oh, yeah. crowd there last y'all, night. Y'all bringing up the student section. Did you see he was in the elf costume in the student section last night? I did not make note of that. That would be Mr. Rick Baywick. Did you see that, Clay? Oh, I did see Ricky B there, yeah. Yeah, I, I notice him every time. And, and uh, 
I love me some Ricky B. And that there's no there's no doubt. We go back a long ways. Um, he and I together, you know, went to Harold Horton, Chuck Dykus, and formed the Web Hogs Razorback Club, which is doesn't exist now. But Rick, Rick was the guy that came to my office and said, "Hey, let's let's do this." Uh, so I every time I see Rick, I'll send him a text. He's like, "Man, you need to settle down. This you know this adrenaline high is going to run out here about." You know, 9.45, you're going to be exhausted because <laughs> he, he is wired for those games. I was and, half expecting him to take off his shirt and Bud Walnerine and start spinning uh, around like in baseball, Clay. Yeah, I, th- I think, you know, I think his wife has kind of cautioned him against doing Curtailed that. Curtailed it. Oh, yeah. She's as big a fan as he is. I yeah, think. but but she's she's <laughs> she's got an even keel uh, yeah, about it. And I, I know that. She said, "You know, there has you, you're not going to do that for North Carolina, Asheville. You're just not. That's not. The, you're going to do that for a different victory. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. He. You're not going to take it off and wave it around because Joe's opinion <laughs> just dunked twice. <laughs> so you're through a third of the season, right? I know there's technically a non-conference game against Baylor, but you've got a lot of conference games coming up, and Must was kind of talked about it. Y'all, you are three points away, or I guess." four points away from being undefeated that's where your team is right now you had a better non-conference schedule this year than you did last year i think fans like you had your expectations they were picked third preseason uh, by the media where they're going to finish in the sec you're right on that and i think a lot of fans you don't necessarily expect to win the sec but you definitely think you could i don't know if you're going to be able to do that without nick smith jr kind of have to wait and see on his timeline but Man, it sure is fun to watch Arkansas basketball right now, Clay, as you're talking about. Yeah, just let's just talk about what what's out there for them if they win the league. So your goal isn't to win the league. Your goal is to win a national championship. I, we've established that, that this is where the, this team can go. Final four, quality players, you know, everybody that sees them is like, yes, um, and you know that that's with or without Nick Smith, in my opinion. And I I wouldn't have told you that before the season, uh, based on you know what I had seen. Uh, you know that they they were so raw in so many areas, and I thought he was you know the polish of this you know this new class. But now I see they're all getting some polish about them. But if you win the SEC, that's going to get you a one or a two seed, probably a two seed. And that is your ticket to the Final Four. The games are so much easier. The schedule, you know, you you'll have an you know an Elite Eight game that's going to be against an opponent that's either red hot or really good all season. You know, you'll have that. But the, those first that first weekend is a little different than what they've been having to face. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you're a five, six, seven seed. Yeah. So I think they their their goal should be to win the conference and get a number two seed or number one seed. All right, let's further that in, in a minute. I want to tell you about Burton Pools and Spas. I want to talk about the win total because Ty and I were talking about that earlier, kind of where you need to be. So think about that for a second, Clay, and let's come back to that. Burton Pools and Spas want you to, to thrive this holiday season. Have you been looking for the perfect gift for yourself? A hot tub from Burton Pools and Spas is awesome. They've sold over 8,000 of these spas, and Burton Pools and Spas has plenty in stock. Perfect for the holiday season, starting at $34.99 and payments as low as $47 a month. There's no better way to relieve stress, feel better before and after a workout. I was talking to someone yesterday. They get in there before they go running, 
because it loosens all the muscles up. They dry off and they go for their, their run every day and it says, and then they get back in. It says they feel so much better that way. Burton Pools and Spas, Springdale and in Fort Smith and online at BurtonPools.com. Clay, they got 19 games left, the 18 conference games, the, the Baylor game, as uh, Ty mentioned. What's the win total need to be in order to be a one or two seed? Is it well, okay, the win total I, I would at the, say at the end of the regular there, season going into the conference tournament? So it's really much easier to flip it around the other way. I get what you're saying, and, I, and I'm I'm going to get there. They're eleven and one right now. Yeah. So the the key number is not the win total; it's the losses. Who are the losses to, and how many are there? You know, if you've got you get to the you know, end of the regular season and you're going to the conference tournament mm-hmm. and you're sitting, they got one loss now and they're sitting there with three or four losses or less, they're going to be a number one seed. Yeah. So, I, so that, that's the, that's the ticket. Just, you know, just count the losses. If they've got, you know, six conference losses and they've had a good season, that puts them at seven. Well, then they're probably going to be a four seed. So, and it, it depends on what they do with the Baylor game. Big, you know, rating points there with the committee. They may not say it, but that's that that will oh, be yeah. important. Um, they need those teams that they saw. Uh, you know, Louisville doesn't count. It's it, they're they're done. They 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 may they may quit playing basketball by the end of the year with this team. They may just decide that they have COVID well, they and they're win not going to play. They a basketball game by the end of the year. So. Yeah, but I it, think they've but, won two now. But Creighton and San Diego State have had, you know, little ruts that they've been in, and they haven't played up to the standard we thought they were when we went to, to Maui. So the, those are things to kind of watch because they, they'll the, the committee will look at that and say, well, that that's not, you know, the – the overriding factor, though, is that Alabama, Auburn, LSU, the, Kentucky, you you take care of business, win at home against those teams, and you know pick up a game, one or two of those on the road. You know, win at Alabama. That's how you get to be a number one seed. Yeah, I think you got to get twenty six or twenty seven wins. To get to a one seed, I line. knew you were going to go the other way. I yeah. like to look at the losses. Well, because I'm, you know, I'm just trying not to be negative, Clay. You know, I'm yeah. going to talk about wins instead of losses. But uh, well, they're just easier to count up. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But uh, it's also, you know, you could have three or four losses, but it it wouldn't make conventional sense that you know you would beat all of the top shelf teams like Tennessee and Alabama and Auburn um, and Kentucky, and then lose games to teams in the bottom of the league. But that's important too with net rankings. You need to make sure. That you're, you know, you beat the right teams as well, and if you're going yeah. to have a loss, well, at least it's two. Maybe you split with Bama. Maybe you, you know, you only got one chance with Tennessee. Maybe you split with Kentucky. Those are the kind of quality losses you also need in that collection of what you hope to be five or less losses this year. I think we agree that number on the right of the record needs to be at five or yeah. less. Well, yeah. yeah. In in what we don't know about this team yet, you know, they they went to Maui and they went to Tulsa, but those are those aren't true road games. So the game at Baton Rouge mm-hmm. is, to me, how they handle that, how they play is important. Now, I'll give you this. They have one thing that travels, and that's defense. Defense always travels. But you go on the road, and Nolan always told me this, you got to make shots on the road. you got, you know, defense doesn't silence the crowd. Dunks, 
and jumpers silence the crowd. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, I should have also said Jalen Graham's what he did in his craftiness around the basket. You saw that last night. And uh, sorry, Ty. I've no, used you're up, you're I've good. Used up this whole segment. You're good. Uh, I just I was cracking up. Uh, Bob was asking Must about a spin cycle move last night, which I thought was pretty funny. Guys, the SEC had had one seat since 2015. That's changing this year. You think so? Yeah. Last I, year you had two. You could go- see two one seeds this year. Two seed. You had two two seeds. Auburn and Kentucky had two seeds. Auburn was 27 and five, and Kentucky's 26 and seven. You'd love for Arkansas to bust through, break that mold. I think there's a much better chance of them getting a two seed, but we'll just have to wait and see how this the rest of the conference plays out for competition wise, Tommy. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you could see Tennessee have one of those years now. You know what they do with it in the postseasons. Uh, uh, hey, regular season Rick, man. Yeah, so uh, keep doing your thing. But you could absolutely uh, see that. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. All right, last segment here on a recruiting Thursday edition of the Morning Rush. Other teams in action last night in the SEC, and we're going to talk about it in just a sec. But first, no corkscrew with this wine bottle that you got us for Christmas? No one knows what you're talking about. you got to set it up better than that. Well, Tommy got us a wine bottle for Christmas. and I got you a bottle of wine. How, what's the uh, the phrase on this? It is a red blend. It's called Menage a Trois. <laughs> Oh, Take man. it how you want. Yeah, Clay's probably out. had. I think Clay and I have shared a bottle or two of that. Yeah, it's three different grapes. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a red blend, meshed. Yeah, yeah. meshed together, mm-hmm. blended. Okay. Yeah, blended it's together. A, yeah, it's, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's got, uh, it's got some flavor. It's good. Yeah, it goes great I think with it's, a steak. it's a, it is raising your level a little bit 
tithe from White Claws, but that's okay. <laughs> one step at a time. One he's, small step. Yeah, or, I mean, he's, he's okay. Not, he's not used to Good for wine your heart, red wine. A cork. He's, he's used to more of a screw top one. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, was, it was National Sangria Box. Day, Franzia, <laughs> all that. He's used to one with a hose that comes it, with the bag of Slap in the bag. There will probably be a bag slap tonight this Christmas party I'm going to if I had to guess. All right, SEC basketball. Georgia beats Chattanooga 72-65. to Tennessee demolishes Austin P 86-44. Kentucky beats uh, some Florida team 88-68. Florida A&M. Yep. I believe it was. Florida A&M. The Rattlers. LSU beats ETSU 72-68. And then Auburn defeats Washington 84-61. LSU's outside of Mississippi State. McMahon squad's the surprise of the league this year. Uh, Mississippi State certainly has been to this point. But uh, those guys may be a factor. I mean, it, who would be the team this year, Clay, that uh, outside of the ones we've talked about, Tennessee, Auburn, Alabama, Kentucky, Arkansas, who's the next team? Is it LSU, Mississippi State, or you got another name that they may spoil the party and be one of those top four seeds? No, I think that's probably right. Uh, LSU has been better than I thought. Mississippi State's been better than I thought. But you saw Mississippi State's coach in postseason, so he, he's terrific. Uh, he's... Uh, I look around and see, okay, who's playing defense? And you got to factor in if you're gonna if you if you can't play defense, those top teams will just they, they'll score eighty on you, and you you can't keep up. Yeah. So it, it's um, Mississippi State. There they have some defensive tendencies that that going to serve them well in the, in the conference. Again, what I mentioned earlier, you take your defense on the road. You can't play defense. You're not going to do well on the road. Can Arkansas finish first or second in the SEC without Nick Smith? I would have said probably not uh, before the season. But every time I watch them, uh, the, there's you know he's not the only five star guys. No, that's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, the, there's but you know when when I watch Anthony Black and. and Jordan, Jordan Walsh, Walsh is really coming on here lately. Oh, His yeah. defense is awesome. And, and uh, I thought Jalen Graham was going to be one of their best players, and he looked like it last night. You know, it, there's no doubt they have talent all the way down to, like, the 10 spot on this on this team. And Just look at it's a matter of when you, when you get your chance, you got to step up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think some guys got their – Last little chance to to show something to to have playing time in conference because minutes are fixing to be cut down, and we've talked Ty, we've talked about that forever. He's not going to play ten just because he wants the same guys handling the ball and the consistency of no turnovers, defense. That's in, in rebounding. That's what gets you on the floor. Uh, when you get into conference play. Clay, you made the best point of the show earlier talking about this team has yet to really go on the road and pay, play a potent or a, uh, a team. True road game. Potency. Uh, they'll do that coming up January 7th against Auburn. They, I don't, again, I don't know how good LSU is going to be, but you do have to play them on the road next Wednesday. Oh, it's I a think, big game. I think yeah. we'll have a much better feel about this basketball team following those road performances, LSU and Auburn. If Nick's not playing those and they win those, I feel much better about what you said. Right. I just and I said, I mean, I said this yesterday. I don't think they can go to Final Four without Nick, and I also don't think they can get the one seed in the SEC without. So, Nick. so we all are in agreement to be a one or two seed, no worse than a three seed. They got four more losses. That's what they're allowed. Is it? 
Is that what we just determined, Clay? Something like that, yeah. So you you could have five losses on the year. Right? You know, it'd be yeah, it'd be five losses on the year. You can't burn one of those at LSU, guys, out of the gate. Yeah, let's talk about Nick a little bit because what you said, Ty, is, is is important. Can they can they do this without Nick? Well, it depends on what Nick you're talking about. The Nick that they've had the last month. He he's not a he he hasn't played like a five star. He's played like the rest of the guys. Uh, missed a lot of shots, low assist rate, had some turnovers. Um, he's not ready. He's not the Nick. So you're better off sitting him for a while. Maybe you get him later rather than right now. So you can add him later, but he's he is not his defense, his ability to to move off that that right side. Isn't there? Um, I don't think his elevation is there. You don't see him, you know, go up there and dunk it too much. And he did that in high school. I believe he did. Um, you know, he'd tomahawk it. So where you got Nick isn't what they needed. They need to do something different there as far as rest him and get him, get him healthy. Here's what Coach had to say when asked about that injury. He's out indefinitely, and that's what it is. There's nothing else to, you know, he's out indefinitely, and he's, he's going to continue to rehab as best as he can. So not a lot of info there on a timeline, which he doesn't have to give. That's his prerogative. That's his right. But yeah, that yeah. Le- go ahead. Well, uh, let's talk about that, what he gives out, and everybody gets frustrated with him. Um. There's there's some rules on giving out medical information. The family controls that with every player. They tell you what you can say and what you can't say. And I've seen people a little bit miffed when Sam Pittman might discuss a knee injury and then he might not with another player. Well, it's because, you know, they've filled out forms. What can we say and they have to know from player to player i am i bet almost you know 100 percent nick smith's family his handlers everybody has said we we don't want that discussed and so he's not going to discuss it yeah that doesn't do your draft status any better the more you get that well they go they're going to test them eventually they'll they'll know i mean they're they're going to have to they may know but you don't have to tell them (laughs) yeah well but but it will affect um you know Kumar Rocker would not do, you know, a pre-draft MRI. Uh, oh no, it was a post-draft. The Mets signed, you know, drafted him, yeah, he and he would do. Yeah. He would not do an MRI, you know, of his elbow, and they end up lost him. You know, that that's a big deal when you don't sign your number one pick. Yeah, wasted wasted draft that, selection. But, but they they will. Uh, they will eventually. He'll have to do some kind of an MRI or something with that knee for for the NBA teams to really decide they want him. Yeah. All right, that's your SEC update. It's brought to you by Ashley Air. I sure hope you don't need a plumber in the next thirty six hours or so. But if you do, now or down the road, call the name you know and trust. That's Ashley Air. The same great people that take care of your heating and cooling can now meet your plumbing needs. Right now, $50 off any plumbing repair. They do drain cleaning for $129. You get a two-year parts and labor warranty when you call Ashley Air. Go to AshleyAir.com to schedule your plumbing service. That's AshleyAir.com. Proud sponsors of Razorback Athletics. Let's talk to JW in London. JW, good morning. Hey, good morning, y'all. Hey, I want to wish... Uh... All y'all and uh, 
all the ESPN family and all the Razorback Nation out there a very uh, blessed and full holiday season that's upon us. And when you were talking about wine, uh, that the Menage a Trois, well, there's we've got some local wineries here in the River Valley. There's three of them that are outstanding. The Post family, uh, the... Uh, Mount Bethel Winery and another small winery called the Cowley Cellar. And they have some great wines that are made from native grapes and native whatevers uh, uh, at $10 or so a bottle, a little more. Uh, that A lot of them have screw tops, but a lot of them are really good, and I recommend them. The main reason I wanted to call is that there we do two things in this country, probably better than anybody else in the world can do. We do food production. We are the most efficient food producers in the world. That's just how it is. We also are the world's supplier of entertainment. About the only thing that ever surpasses this is when the World Cup comes around, and I hear we're getting that here pretty soon. Uh, and, uh, pretty soon we're going to have a go-around at that. Well, with that, and the reason why I bring that up is that a lot of people begrudge. Well, land the plane, Dana. Be a land the plane. Let's go. Here. Okay, lovely. a lot of people, a lot of people begrudge college coaches getting paid what they pay, getting paid. But not only do they provide this entertainment, but they also help provide opportunities for kids who might not ever get them. But not just Music's in the playing, major JW. sports, but in all sports. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, JW. Yeah. We need to pull Appreciate out your some, call. We need to put out some archives of Hank from Prairie Grove who would call and say, I have three things, gentlemen, and he went boom, 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 and was done. Uh, concise. Well, you know, JW, he could do his three things in twenty seconds. JW is a frequent caller. You know, some are some are pretty strong. Today was uh, you know, a, a Christmas Eve 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 performance, so Oh, Jerry knows I love him. Yeah. All right, we got a minute thirty. What's the deal with this Masters thing? Give me well, thirty not, seconds. To no, they're, they're going the by their criteria. Yeah, they're yeah. Going to, you're not changing. Everyone the rules. that qualified is in. Yeah. Uh, it will be increasingly more difficult for some of those live guys that are in. The non, you know, the former champions are going to get to play forever. Um, anybody that has, you know, a win of a. Major is going to have, you know, exempt status for a while. But they're not getting world golf ranking points. And these guys that are qualified through being in the top 50, they're not going to be able to do that if they don't change that formula. That's not Masters. That's that's the world golf yeah. ranking points. I think uh, this just buys them at some time. I think Fred Ridley, uh, you know, he, he kind of left it in his letter there that uh, – They'll announce some things in April, and I think you may see some change come April when, when he does meet with the media. And, you know, Augusta National is one of the strongest voices in the golf game. And what they'd really like is for Liv and the PGA Tour to get together and not put them in this spot. But I think they're willing to take a stand if they need to. I don't know what's going And gonna... they don't care about protest. Trust me. Augusta National does not care if you protest. I don't know what's going to be more riveting. It's the upcoming Masters or this Jets-Jags game tonight or the Armed Forces Bowl, the Baylor and air force are competing in clay merry christmas merry christmas we we just chewed up an hour didn't we yeah just like that for clay henry tommy craft i'm ty richardson everyone have a great christmas we'll talk to you after the holidays 
This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.